ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to The Truth. Welcome back to a brand new episode of 32 Teams in 32 Days, episode number 18. Ladies and gentlemen, we are 18 episodes in, including this one, and 14 more to go. We are continuing our way through the 32 Teams in 32 Days series. I can't believe I'm continuing to do so. It's taken a lot of time, but I sure love doing it. If you guys missed yesterday's show, feel free to go check it out. We went over the Dallas Cowboys as we kicked off things here in the NFC East Division, a.k.a. the worst division in the NFL. If you missed the previous 15, 16, 17 episodes, feel free to go check them out. We've covered the NFC North and AFC North, NFC South and AFC South. Uh, we still got the AFC East and then the NFC AFC West. So still a lot of ground to cover. Today's team, today's focus is the New York Giants, a very interesting team. Again, a team that's really struggled as of late, really looking to turn things around and become a playoff contender once again. Actually, I should say a Super Bowl contender once again. If you guys are new to 32 teams in 32 days, let me give you guys a brief rundown on how this series works. I will first go over my three key players that I think are the three key players for the team's success. That will lead us to our first trivia question slash break of the podcast. When we come back from break, I will go over my two key draft picks as well as two key offseason signings. When we come back, or sorry, after that, we'll go to our second trivia trivia question slash final break of the podcast. And then when we come back from that, from that, I will go over my three key player or three keys to success as well as my predictions for the upcoming year. I'm already mumbling my words. That can't be a good sign. Without further ado, let's hop right into it. So the first key player I have is Saquon Barkley. I think this player is very obvious. Saquon Barkley entering his fourth NFL season. Um, his first two seasons were his best seasons thus far. Um, I think that was pretty obvious as well. Um, last year was out for the entire year pretty much with uh, with his injury, his ACL, I believe he tore. Um, 19 rushes for 34 yards, so really didn't play in at all. Uh, his first year, 2018, hopped into the league pretty good. 261 attempts with 1,300 yards and 11 touchdowns, and had 91 receptions for 721 yards. That's actually the most receptions I think I've seen in a while. Uh, so he's had about 350 touches in 2018. 2019, they dropped to about 270 touches. Um, so he's really going to be getting the ball a lot. Not only will he be a good um, running back, but he'll also be a great pass-catching back. Uh, Joe Judge likes to make sure that Saquon gets involved in all aspects of the game, running the football and receiving the football, and I think that will be the same case this year. I think he's all good to go for week one. I believe I saw that somewhere, so if you're a Giants fan, there's no need to worry. This dude is huge. Back at Penn State, he was like hang-cleaning like 500 pounds. He is one of the biggest running backs and most athletic running backs you'll probably see. He's only 24 years old, so still relatively young. He's 6'4", 234 pounds of absolute muscle. Um, he's went to Penn State University, a great running back school, and has honestly fit well with the Giants team. Now, you know, a lot of people were expecting maybe the Browns to take Saquon at the number one pick, especially since they had the number four pick, too. Um, you know, maybe if they wanted Baker Mayfield, they get Barkley. Uh, but Barkley fell to number two of the Giants and has been a good uh, key to success for them this, uh, his career. You know, honestly, really hasn't helped the Giants make the playoffs yet, but entirely that's not his fault. He's done everything possible. Um, one of the big issues of concern that the Giants have is their offensive line. If they had, like, the Cowboys offensive line or the Colts offensive line, I would be very curious to see what Saquon's stats would be. They don't, however, so they got to deal with what they got to deal with. Uh, but I expect Saquon to be healthy this year and uh, go for another 1,000 uh, rushing yards and maybe even get to 1,000 receiving yards if he stays healthy and plays as much as possible. Joe Judge is really adamant about getting Saquon Barkley in the game. Uh, in that one game, um, he had six receptions as well. So very capable of doing so. Um, you know, 
six receptions, 60 yards. Pretty good opening day besides tearing his ACL. Uh, just very excited to see what his, he's going to do this year. Daniel Jones, I put as my second key player. A very surprising pick by the Giants. I think he picked was picked sixth overall. I think a lot of people were maybe expecting Daniel Jones out of Duke to maybe go late first round, but he was picked number six. Uh, so a lot of expectations were put on him right away. Really had a bad year last year. He's really fast, um, really, really fast for that matter. I think he's one of the fastest players in Madden, which, again, doesn't mean anything really. Uh, it just goes to show how much, you know, how fast he really is. Now, is he as fast as Tyreek Hill? No. But as far as quarterbacks are concerned, he's very fast. Last year was a very bad year. Had 62% completion percentage, 3,000 yards, 11 touchdowns, and 10 interceptions with an 80 rating. My friends, that is not that is not good. I think a lot of the expectations going in after 2019 was that he was going to have a better year as the same year as he did, um, but that really wasn't the case. Now he is going to run the football as well, so don't be you know afraid of him not being able to pass the football. Um, he's going to run the football as well. We all know he had that massive run where he tripped over his own foot and fell. Uh, it sucked because I had him as fantasy that week because my quarterback was on a bye. Uh, so you know I wanted the extra six points to um, win the league, but I didn't, so that sucks. Uh, but Daniel Jones, he really has got to work on his passing game. Um, he, you know, he doesn't really have too many options. He did get Kenny Galladay, uh, which I'll talk about a little bit more. So he has options there. Saquon Barkley didn't have last year. So really, he just didn't have any luck. And now, would his numbers have been dramatically better? No, but would they have been probably a little bit better than what they're at? Yeah. Um, he's got to cut over the turnovers a lot less. That's a big thing. Uh, turnovers obviously changed the game nonetheless. So he's really got to work on a lot of things. But I do expect him to have a solid bounce back here this year. And then finally, Kenny Galladay coming from the Lions entering his fifth NFL season, 2019 and 18. Again, over 1,000 uh, yards. You know, he only had uh, about 60 receptions per those two years, had about an 18 uh, average per yard or per catch, which actually is pretty good. So he is a downfield catcher um, mainly. I had him last year. He was injured. That sucked. Uh, but this year at the New York Giants, expect him to make an impact right away. Daniel Jones is definitely going to be looking to Kenny Galladay this year. Um, and I would, I would too, if I was Daniel Jones, if I'm going to be completely honest. Um, so expect him to have a great year uh, with the Giants this year. Um, you know, I think he'll be more of a pass, you know, deep pass catching guy. Um, but expect maybe more of a little shorter game as well. Daniel Jones, third and four, he's going to look to quick slants, maybe to Galladay or any other options he's got. Um, and since he doesn't have many, he's going to focus on them. Very interesting for Galladay going over to the Giants. You know, I think the Giants, you know, wanted to contend and have a good player in Galladay, but really they need more options and more weapons, both on the offensive and defensive side. They're going to make any runs at the playoffs this year. So very interesting there, but still got out the, went out and got the guy they wanted, so you can't complain about that. That's going to lead us to our first trivia question slash break of the podcast. The question is, what Giants receiver came to national prominence during his rookie season after a stunning one-handed catch? You guys do not get this correctly. You don't deserve to be listening to this podcast. What Giants receiver came to national prominence during his rookie season after a stunning one-handed catch? The answer when we come back here on The Truth. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to The Truth. I'm not going to repeat the entire question, but the answer was Odell Beckham Jr. I even remember this catch. I didn't even know who Odell Beckham Jr. was, so he made that one-handed catch. And if you're know, going to be completely honest, I think I had like a school Chromebook or whatever. My background image was that catch, so really focused on that catch there. Moving on to my couple key draft picks as well as offseason moves I like by the Giants this year. The first one, I like their first rounder, Kadarius Toney, wide receiver out of Florida. Kadarius Toney had as a first round wide receiver as well. Um, you know, I really like Toney this year and I'm coming from a great school in Florida. Kyle Trask, you know, his quarterback, very good quarterback. Um, definitely can be an option for Daniel Jones down the line. They got to build that connection early on because if they don't, 
Um, you know, they're not going to have as well of a chemistry and success, as, especially since I think they're trying to keep Tony for as long as possible. Um, you know, you got to have that connection early on. I'll go over my couple free agents after this third round pick, but there's more options this year that Daniel Jones has uh, to throw to. Um, you know, maybe last year, if this was the situation, Tony would be maybe one of the main right receivers. But this year, um, I definitely think he's got to step up and, and do be successful. Show Daniel Jones early on that he can make the big catches. He can make the big whatever to get that confidence in him to throw him the football. Aaron Robinson, quarterback out of USCF. I really like this third-round choice by the Giants as well. I think Aaron Robinson, a uh, good, solid quarterback, quarterback in the NFL, coming from a great school in UCF. Um, you know, they don't play in the greatest of conferences. So, you know, maybe that's a question mark going into this year, but still has got tons of talent. I think his game will transition well over to the NFL. The Giants need tremendous help on defense, and so getting their third-round choice, um, Aaron Robinson, definitely can help. Do I think he'll make an impact week one? Yes, I do believe so. Um, I don't think he'll make as big of an impact as, you know, a lot of people may be expecting with a third-round pick. But I think over time, maybe as the years go on or even weeks go on, um, you know, as he gets more comfortable with the NFL, I definitely think he'll be solid. But I think this year might just be a little bit rough as getting familiar with things. Free agency-wise, I went with Kyle Rudolph as my first choice. I think, you know, Kyle Rudolph coming from the Vikings, uh, 3, 6, 9, 11 NFL seasons or entering his 11th NFL season. Maybe more of a role tight end alongside Evan Ingram. Um, you know, he hasn't had a 1,000 receiving yard year. Um, but that doesn't mean he's not a good tight end. He's great in the run blocking, comes from a great run blocking area, even tight end school in the University of Notre Dame. Uh, so going over from the Vikings, you know, I definitely think he'll help be a better run blocker for the Giants and what they need. Evan Ingram, more of that fast, you know, catchy tight end. Uh, Kyle Rudolph will get his touches, don't get me wrong. I don't think he'll be, have, get as much as he maybe did in Minnesota. Um, but Kyle Rudolph still makes tremendous catches and is still a very good uh, tight end in the league. Um, Daniel Jones will look to him in big situations, third and shorts, play actions. Um, but he definitely would probably be looking more to Evan Ingram. I think the big thing with getting Kyle Rudolph this year uh, was helping in the in the run blocking because that's something that they really lack at, the Giants do. Um, and so getting help there will definitely help. And then also having a good tight end coming from a great team. I mean, come on, you can't be coming from a better team than the Minnesota Vikings. So a lot of positive things with Kyle Rudolph entering this season. And then John Ross. I also like John Ross this year entering his fifth NFL season. Um, John Ross, his numbers weren't eye-popping on the Bengals. I think a lot of people were expecting John Ross to maybe have spectacular numbers because I believe he's the guy that ran the fastest 40-yard dash of all time. I could be wrong. Somebody fact-check me right now. Pause the podcast and see if I'm right. Nonetheless, he's still very fast running a 4 second 40. 5'11", 190 pounds. A very good wide receiver. I think maybe more... This year, he'll get targeted because maybe Joe Burrow just didn't really like him or even Andy Dalton uh, like throwing to him. They maybe want to focus more on T. Higgins um, and, and players like that compared to Ross. But Ross is very fast. I wouldn't be surprised if they put him in the return game, um, punt return and kick return. And I'd, I wouldn't be surprised if he gets 50 to 60 receptions this year. Um, maybe he gets to 1,000 yards because of how good of a deep pass catcher he is um, and then how fast he is being able to maneuver around defenders. One question mark with John Ross is he's able to catch the football, and I know that's like kind of uh, you know typical of a wide receiver to, to catch the football, but some wide receivers, that's their only flaw is catching the football. So if he's able to do that, I don't see why they wouldn't target him because he's fast enough to outrun quarterbacks, especially linebackers. If for some reason a linebacker got switched on him, then you definitely got to take advantage of it. Uh, but John Ross, a great addition there. I wanted to go with two offensive players uh, to maybe help the weapons with the Giants that they have this year. 
leading us into the second and final trivia question. In 2004, what player did the New York Giants trade to San Diego uh, Chargers for rookie quarterback Eli Manning? In 2004, what player did the New York Giants trade to the San Diego Chargers for rookie quarterback Eli Manning? The answer when we come back here only on The Truth. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to The Truth. Before the break, I asked the question, in 2004, what player did the New York Giants trade to the San Diego Chargers for rookie quarterback Eli Manning? It was Philip Rivers. I didn't even know this was um, a trade. I didn't even know that Philip Rivers was on the Giants, but transitioned over or traded over to the San Diego Chargers. I think it worked out really well for both quarterbacks. I think there's debate about if Eli Manning should be a Hall of Famer. I personally don't believe so at all. I think Eli Manning was carried by the defense for a Super Bowl. Um, Philip Rivers, I think, is a Hall of Famer. Um, you know, he didn't win a Super Bowl, I believe. So maybe that's a big question mark there, but had a really great career. So you see a lot of these, you know, trades where a team will trade maybe a player that is supposed to be good for somebody that's not good. And then, you know, they ended up losing the trade. But this trade, honestly, I think was a win-win from both sides. I think maybe more of a win for the Giants because, you know, Eli Manning did win two Super Bowls, even though I think the defense had the majority of that winning and Philip Rivers did not, that I recall. But Philip Rivers had a decorated career with the Chargers, so I think it was really a win-win trade there, a great trade by both front offices. That's going to lead us to our final portion of the podcast, where I'm going to go over my three keys to success as well as my predictions for the upcoming year. The first key to success I have for the Giants is Barkley's got to stay healthy. Barkley is that main um, player on the Giants team. Um, he's definitely going to help them in both. Um, you know, running the football and passing uh, reception, I should say, not passing football. Hell, he might even pass the football, too, and be tremendous. Um, but Barkley's got to stay healthy. He has for the majority of his career. Last year, he just tore that ACL. Um, I expect him to come back better than ever and, and then may have a great year. Um, I think maybe you can see him get to 1,500 rushing yards and maybe 1,000 receiving yards. I really think his production will be improved tremendously. If you're looking at him in fantasy aspects, maybe a top two uh, running back this year, like usual. Um, go out and get him. His reception should be up as well. Um, expect his receptions to be up to help him. Um, you know, his receptions were down. I believe it was 91 his rookie year. And I think his rookie year, he didn't have Daniel Jones at quarterback. So maybe, you know, he more is at the 50 reception. But still, 50 receptions for a running back is really good. So as long as he stays on the field, um, I think the Giants will be fine. But they do need tons of more help besides that. One of that is their defense. Their defense really is not good. And in the NFC East, where I think the defense really is the key to maybe team success because some offenses struggle. Last year, Washington's defense carried them. Eagles' defense carried them. Cowboys' defense carried them. Giants, I don't know. I mean, there's a reason they didn't win the division last year. So their defense has got to step up. You did pick up a player like Adoree Jackson to help in the cornerback position. You did draft a cornerback, too. Uh, so there is help there, but you need tons of help on the defensive side. And then finally, Daniel Jones needs to be better than last year. It's pretty obvious he had a horrible year. It's, it's it's expected. You know, nobody really, I mean, unless you're Patrick Mahomes, um, jumps into the NFL and has, you know, great rookie years or great year every year. Um, he did have some struggle, struggles. Do I think he'll have his best year yet? I do believe so. I think he learned a lot from his past two seasons. Um, I think alongside the help of Joe Judge and the quarterback coach and offense coordinator, Pat Shermer, no, Patrick was on the Broncos now, I think. Never mind. Um, but I think with the help of them, uh, they can help Daniel Jones be the better quarterback that, you know, I think a lot of people were expecting. I think a lot of people were expecting him to be insane because he was a number six pick where they could have gone with the other choice. But they decided to go Daniel Jones. They decided to go Daniel Jones as their future moving forward. And it's okay to do that as long as he's able to back it up and 
perform. And so I think his obviously his legs are there, but his passing needs to be there as he is a quarterback, not a running back. As far as predictions go, I have them finishing 5-11. and 11. I think their offense, uh, Barkley will have a great year. Jones will have a decent year. Their defense is going to be their main issue of concern, especially when they travel outside the NFC East division. Um, I have them finishing fourth in the division. So really not liking the Giants again this year. They just need tons of help in order to be successful. Thank you guys for listening to another episode of 32 Teams in 32 Days, episode number 18. Um, again, making our way through here. If you guys missed the previous 17 episodes, I highly suggest you go check them out. I got a couple more fantasy podcasts coming out too. Make sure you follow the truth at the truth as one to get the latest information regarding the truth, including upload dates, podcast information, and important stuff that you need to know. I'll probably be posting a fantasy football schedule on that Twitter very soon uh, to kind of give you guys a heads up on what you guys can expect be expecting moving forward. Um, thank you guys for taking time out of your day to listen. It really does mean a lot to me. If you guys enjoy this, please let me know. Um, let me know if you have any suggestions for podcasts or whatnot. Um, you know, follow me on Instagram the, uh, at Niall.Hesson or YouTube. Now, every once in a while, the best ways to contact me most likely. Um, and yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. Hope you guys are staying safe. And uh, yeah, thank you guys and take care. As always, Niall Hesson signing out. Peace.